Hello everyone, you're welcome to this episode of the Resilient Mind Podcast. My name is Dennis Agbeti, popularly known as Coach Dennis. And on this episode, I'll be talking about dealing with the feelings of suicide. Dealing with the feeling of suicide. Suicide is when someone um, takes his or her own life, just as simple as that. When someone intentionally takes his or her own life and this particular action is driven by feelings. As a matter of fact, feelings drive action. Emotions drive action. And if you want to be able to curb a particular type of behavior action, you need to look at the feelings that drive that action. If you can manage the feelings, definitely you can manage the action. Emotions drive behavior. Emotions drive behavior. So we're looking at the feelings that drive people to committing suicide. The rate of suicide is increasing globally. It is said that every 40% somebody is commit every 40 seconds someone is committing suicide globally. And how do you um how do you um, help or manage these feelings for yourself so that you don't get to that point where you want to commit suicide? Another thing about suicide is that suicide, um, one of the things that leads to suicide is a feeling of depression, right? Feeling depressed. So, but I, I wouldn't want to even talk about depression on this episode. I want to talk about the basic feelings that everybody can begin to observe in, on, in their lives that you can and i'll share tips on how you can manage that feeling such that it doesn't get to the point where you're depressed and you start considering ending it all taking your life right there are five feelings i'm going to be talking about on this episode and there are other feelings but i'll just talk about these five and um, the first feeling is the feeling of hopelessness the second feeling is the feeling of helplessness the third is the feeling of lack of love or lack of connection. The fourth is a feeling of meaninglessness. And the fifth is the feeling of tiredness. So let's start with the first one, the feeling of hopelessness. The feeling of hopelessness. Remember I told you that emotions drive action. So the way to deal with a reoccurring action is to track the emotion that is driving the action. If you can manage that emotion, you can manage the action. And the feeling of hopelessness has driven a lot of people to committing suicide. People begin to think about ending it all because they feel there's no hope. And this is to say that hope is very, very important. You might have heard people say, where there is life, there is hope. However, people don't think deeply about that statement because the reverse also is the case. Because where there is hope, there is life. One of the things that keeps you going is that hope, is the hopes you have. When hope is taken away from your life, when you don't have something you're looking forward to, 
when there's nothing to live for, there's nothing to expect, then you now begin to think, why am I even on earth? Right? And that's how powerful hope is. And so one of the things you want to do is to clarify your hopes. You need to be clear about what you're, the things you're looking forward to. Because when hope is taken out of the equation, the next thing is, what is the essence of? You begin to ask yourself, what's the essence of life? Why, why, why am I even living? Right? Because there's nothing to look forward to. And that's one of the things that drive people to suicide. When people talk about, you know, ending their life is because they've come to a point where there's no hope. They feel they're hopeless. Their life is, they're hopeless. They're in a hopeless situation. There's, there's hopelessness everywhere. And the next thing is to end it all. And, and and one of the things I get concerned about is I recently hear a lot of people, motivational speakers, thought leaders, um, you know, religious leaders, or people who are trying to drive change, say things like hope is not a strategy. Hope is not a strategy. And if you if you're not careful and you begin to downplay hope, you are going to be driving people to a point where they begin to think of ending their lives hope is important hope at there are times when the only strategy is hope <laughs> when it comes to sustaining life there are times that hope is how you hang on there are a lot of people the only thing keeping them on earth is just the fact that there's something they are holding on to and as long as they are holding on to that they still stay uh, and hope also is a foundation for every strategy. Strategy is useless without hope. Strategy is useless without something, without a hand in mind, without an expectation. Hope is what you are expecting. The end you're looking forward to, something you're looking forward to, that this thing is going to become a reality. And you have that, that expectation. And a strategy can only be meaningful where there's something to look for because strategy is what is something you is a blueprint you have you've created to work towards a particular goal, a particular hope. So where there's no hope, there's no gain. Where there's no goal, there's when there's not there's no goal, there's no gain, nothing to work on. So hope is that critical. Hope is foundational to life. Right, and that's why you have to be, be be intentional about your hope. You can design your hope. Another thing is our hope, hope that is not well designed, can 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 be can architect your pain. And that's why you have to be intentional about your hope. One of the things you must do is to clarify your hopes. You need to ask yourself, what are you looking forward to? What is your goal? What are your goals in life? And you need to you have to write them down. Put pen to paper and write down the things you are hoping for. Don't just have them in your head until you are you are written down. You are not clear yet. Writing clarifies your thoughts. Right? 
Put pen to paper and write down the things you are hoping for, the things you are looking forward to. It sustains you when things are tough, when it looks as if there's no light in the t- at the end of the tunnel. The fact that you see, no, 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 this thing is possible, right? It keeps you going. And really, there is light at the, t- at the end of the tunnel. But you need something to hold on to that will help you keep moving. And those things, I hope, if you are not clear about your hope, it's easy to begin to feel hopeless right not another tip about um being hopeful is that it's important to create hopes for different areas of your life a lot of people begin to feel hopeless because they only have hopes for maybe one area of their lives or two areas of their lives such that when those two areas stop working or those areas things are getting difficult in those areas they begin to feel hopeless when there are other areas of their life that are even working so there are different areas where i'm going to list some areas now you have your finances have hopes for your finances right goals for your finances you have um your um your, your career or business and work create hope for that create goals for that what are your goals for your career what are your goals for your business? Write them clearly in the next 10 years. Where do you want to be? In the next five years, where do you see yourself in your business? The third thing is love, relationship, marriage, and family. You need to have hopes for that. That's for your love life, for your marriage, for your parenting. What are your hopes for your family? What are your dreams? Write them down. Don't just focus on one area of oh, finance and career. So what if finance and career is not working? What's going to anchor your soul, right? Have hopes for your social life, for your social um, network and friendship. Have goals for friendship, right? Have goals for building support systems around you, right? Another area you can look at is your health and wellness. Have goals for your health. Oh, I want to, I want to um, work on my weight. I want to, I want to build this type of body shape, right? I want to get this type of skin. I want to look this particular way. I want to be healthy. I want to be able to exercise, stretch. I want to be able to build this type of body structure. Have goals for your health. I want to be able to overcome this this long term health health challenge. I can overcome it. Write those goals down. And that area you need to look at is, you know, your legacy and your contribution to society. Because this is one of the things that can keep you. Oh, I, this, is the, this is what I want to do before I leave this earth. This is the kind of, con- because life is, is, is for contribution. Life is not for consumption. What are you going to contribute before you leave this earth? What impact are you going to make? What difference are you going to make? How, what do you want us to remember you for? You need to have those goals. Oh, okay. I'm going to feed at least two families every month. I'm going to I'm I'm, I'm going to go to the uh, primary school and teach those children about menstrual pain, how to manage menstrual pain. You know, and I'm going to reach out to at least one thousand students every year. That is it. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to. What knowledge do you have that you can you can help? Where can you volunteer? What are your goals in that area? That's something you can do. And that area is what are your goals to show your spirituality, religion, and service to God? You have to have goals for that. This is what I want it to be. Okay? So there are many other areas that you need to... Relaxation 
and, uh, and rest. You need to look at that, those areas, different areas of your life. Don't just focus on one area. There should be a number of things you're working on. And there's no how all of them will be down at the same time. There will always be something, a lot of things are working. So, so that when one of you, one area of your life is not working, you have about five that is working. Oh, okay, your finances are not working, but oh, you have a good family. You have brothers and sisters. You have a wife. You have a child. And that, you have something you are working towards with that. And that sustains your soul. Right? You see people that the only reason why they are holding on, even when they are on the sick bed, even when they are they are at the point of death, the only reason why they are holding on is because of, oh, they have children. Because of my child, I have to stay alive. There's something to look forward to. Okay, so it's important. So clarify your goal. I'm, I'm, I have a program I run throughout the year where I help people, you know, clarify their goals for these eight critical areas of their life, and I hold them accountable. The next badge is starting um, July. I think the 3rd of July. If you are interested, you can reach out to me um, via mail or of any of my inst- um, social media platform at, at Dennis Agbeti. I can help you. you. Can sign up for the program, and it's virtual. So you, and I, you have meetings with me every week for six months. Once every week, one hour every week for six months, where I help you clarify your goals, walk you through your goals. Right, you clarity is powerful. Clarity is very powerful. When you're clear about your goals, it sustains your soul. That regardless of the difficulties you're facing, regardless of the challenges that life is putting up uh, on you, you can still go hold hold on. You are surviving, you are moving, you are so thriving, you're thriving regardless, and that's the power of hope when your hope is strong when your hope is clear it sustains you it drives you regardless of what is happening the second feeling i hope you got that let me i want you to share your thoughts with me in the comment section Um, just share your thoughts with me about hope and how this has helped you the second feeling is the feeling of helplessness quite close to hopelessness the feeling of helplessness. My friends, help is very important. No man is a highland. We are built for interdependence. When you get to a point where it feels like you are helpless, you are in a situation that feels hopeless and helpless, it can drive you to start thinking about committing suicide. And that's why you have to be intentional about help. Help is important. Now, I'm going to talk about this feeling of helplessness in a, a way that can help you because many a times you can't control who helps you. You may not be able to control whether people will help you or not. However, there's something you can always do that can always help you feel like you have help and help you feel in control. Because when you begin to feel helpless and out of control, that like my life is out of control I, I, there's no help in sight this is a helpless situation then then the next thing you begin to think about is, is, is let me just end it all I can't help people enter into debt and it's like there's no help <sighs> what am I going to do nobody's going to help me and the next thing is to commit suicide you see how do you manage this feeling of helplessness? You manage this feeling of helplessness by always directing your mind to the things you can control. 
anytime you keep focusing on what you cannot control, you are going to feel helpless. And there are a lot of things in life you cannot control. There are a lot of things in life that are outside of your control. If you focus on the things you cannot control, you are going to feel out of control and you are going to feel helpless. Meanwhile, there are many things in your life that are under your control. No matter the situation you are in, there are many things in your life in that situation that are under your control. That when you begin to feel, when you begin to focus on those things that are under your control, you begin to feel powerful. And anytime you focus on the things that are under your control and you handle them well, those things under your control will control the things that are not under your control. But when you leave the things under your control, you are focusing on the things that are not under your control. You are going to lose the things that are not under your control. You are going to also lose the things that are under your control. You begin to feel helpless. And let's look at what are the things that are not under your control. The things that are not under your control. You can't control how people treat you. You may not be able to control that. You can't control many situations in life. You can't control what your government do, really. You can't control the crisis that's going on in the world. You can't control what they show on TV, most likely. You can't even control what you see on social media. You can't control how other people behave. You can't control how people think about you. You can't control their opinions about you. You can't control that. There's little or nothing you can do about how people do their things. How many people do you want to control? However, you can always control yourself. You can always control how you think. You can control how you interpret life. You can control you, you can control a lot of things. You can control your internal condition. You can control how you respond, how you act, how you behave. You can control what you say. You can control what you say to yourself. You can control your self-talk. You can control your perception of life. You can control your beliefs. You can control your the effort you make. You can control your discipline level. You can your decision is under your control. You can always choose. You can control your will. You can always decide what to do in every situation. You have the, your choice is under your control. Focus on what you can control. Always focus on what you can control. So let's take for example. You are in, in a workplace where that is toxic. You can you are in a workplace that is toxic and it's a they are abusive, they are emotionally manipulative. There's no support structure in the workplace. And this is getting at you. We are not saying the situation you are in is wrong, is right. We're not saying it's not, it's easy, it's difficult. Life can be difficult at times. However, in spite of the difficulty, you can decide to choose what you do. So how do you manage that? One of the ways to do that is that you need to begin to ask yourself, what are the things I can control? You can control how you behave in that toxic workplace. You, you understand that two wrongs don't make a right. 
and you can control that. You can control your own internal, your state of mind. That regardless of what they do, you are going to respond properly. You can control, you can choose to walk away. You can choose to resign. So you can control, a lot of things you can control. And that's what you need to focus on. If you keep focusing on how your boss is treating you, you are not you're going to feel out of control, you're going to feel frustrated. You can focus on how you interpret how your boss is treating you. You could interpret it as, as okay, the way my boss is treating me, it, 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 I, it's more like a preparation for my future. Probably you are going to become, you're going to be in a position where you are going to be dealing with all kinds of manipulators. And now you are dealing with just one boss that is manipulating you. You are using that as an opportunity to develop capacity to deal with manipulators, to deal with emotional abusers. You are learning the wisdom on how to handle office politics. You are using that as a... So you see now, you're not just interpreting this thing about as a situation that is causing you pain. You are now interpreting it as a training ground. And because you change that interpretation, it's helping you respond better. Whatever your boss is doing is not getting at you again. You are responding better. And your boss is, is surprised. Like, wow. Regardless of what I do, this person is not breaking. This person is, is, still, is still performing well. And it could be that you it's something that is getting to your, your breaking point. You can't, you can't undo it anymore. You can choose to walk away. So what I'm saying is that your response is under your control. Focus on what you can control. You can... You, your self-care is under your control. If others are not taking care of you, you can take care of yourself. Okay? So, so your self-care is under your control. How you treat yourself is under your control. You may not be able to control what, how others treat you, but you can control how you treat yourself. You can control the efforts you make. And when you focus on what you can control, you begin to feel powerful. Alongside feeling helplessness, you can leverage your support system. You can leverage your support system. Let me just share your thoughts with me. If you have any question, you can, um, whatever platform you're listening to this, you can just write your questions, right? You can share your thoughts, share your experience about helplessness and focusing on what you can control, right? So because of time, I have to move to the next thing. Number three is the feeling of lack of love or the feeling of of lack of connection the feeling of lack of connection when you feel there's no love no one loves me no one cares about me then people begin to consider suicide love is the food of the soul and when one is stirred of love you don't feel loved you don't feel loved then you be, your, your soul begins to shrink. You see a number of people that the reason why they hang on to life is because of someone. You see people on their deathbed, the reason why they are hanging on to life and like they are not going to die is because of someone. They want to see somebody again. I want to still see my child. Love is powerful. Love is powerful. And when people begin to feel like no one loves me, I'm not lovable. Everyone hates me. No one cares about me. That, that feeling begins to make people think about suicide. 
Now, what now if you observe this podcast or this episode, I'm focusing on the things you can't control. Because you can't force people to love you. You can be lovable, you can you can be more friendly, right? But that doesn't guarantee that people will still love you because you can't control. But the question is, what can you control? You can control how you treat yourself. Now let's look at the definition of love. Love may not be a love is not necessarily a feeling. It has feelings, it comes with feelings, but not necessarily a feeling. Love is two words, or I would define love in two words. Accepting regardless. Love is accepting regardless. And when it comes to the feeling of love, you have to start with loving yourself. You have to start with self-love. Many a times when it looks as if people are not loving you, when you look as if no one cares about you, if you're going to audit your life well, you realize that most likely you yourself are not loving yourself. You are not treating yourself well. You don't value yourself. You don't, you don't have, you have low self-worth. And you don't love yourself. You don't, you can't, you, when you don't love yourself, you don't expect us to love you. The energy you are giving the universe is what the universe will give to you. If what you're doing is you treat yourself badly, you are going to attract people that will treat you badly. When you don't care about yourself, you are going to attract people that don't care about you. So where do you start from? You start from loving yourself. And what is loving yourself? It is accepting yourself regardless. Accepting yourself regardless of, of your past, regardless of your mistakes, regardless of your shortcomings, regardless of your losses, regardless of what you have and what you don't have. Regardless of what you've done or what you've not done, regardless of what you've achieved or what you've not achieved, you love and you accept yourself regardless. And it is a decision. It is a decision. And nobody can do this for you. You need to begin to decide, however small that I accept myself regardless. Things will happen that will make you feel like you're worthless. But you accept yourself regardless. And it's not about lying to yourself. That's why you read, you accept, I accept myself regardless. I am enough regardless. And one of the ways to do this is to start with how you talk to yourself and how you talk about yourself. When that thought comes, I'm not good enough, you use your voice to reframe your thoughts. I am loved. I love myself. You keep telling yourself that I love myself. Your mind will tell you, no, it's a lie. I love my. Use your voice. Keep using your voice. I use your, your voice. That means you have to be verbal about yourself. I love myself. Speak to yourself. Speak good about yourself. To yourself. You know what I said? I'll say it again. Speak good about yourself to yourself. Begin to reframe the stories you tell yourself about yourself. Many of the stories you were telling yourself about yourself were from your childhood. The things your teacher told you. Your teacher told you when you were in primary school, you're not good enough. You're not intelligent enough. And because you were young, you didn't know anything, you started, you started repeating that to yourself. And you've repeated that to yourself over the years. 
And he started from what your teacher told you in primary school. He started from what your dad told you. Your dad told you you are you are you are, you are spoiled. You, you are not you are not good enough. Nothing good will come out of you. You are not smart. Your mom told you, your younger brother, your younger sister told you that when you were a child. And you've, you've, you've carried that story all along your life. Now that you're an adult, you can decide to change that. You can begin to tell yourself that regardless of what I've been through, I am good enough. I am loved. I am accepted. Listen to the way you talk to yourself, your self-talk. Begin to say good things about yourself, regardless of how you feel. Regardless of what you've done. The key word here is regardless. And I want to tell you, you are loved. You're special. You deserve the good things of life. You deserve the good things that life has to offer you. And you need to give yourself that chance again. You need to give yourself that, allow yourself to flourish again. Give yourself the permission to love yourself again. Because you're special. Okay? Treat, begin to treat yourself well. Create an appreciation routine. So apart from speaking to yourself, well, appreciate yourself. One of the ways to love yourself is to practice gratitude. Be grateful for the little progress you're making. Every day in the morning, stand up and ask, what are the little things, the progress you made the, the day before? Write them down. You were able to go out. That was something that's something to be grateful for. You have a job, even if the salary is small, the pay is small, but you still have a job. It's something to be grateful for. You were able to complete your tax a day before. The tax you have, your to-do list, that's something to be grateful for. You were able to buy yourself just a small phone. That's something to be grateful for. You were able to pay for your food. That's something to be grateful for. Be grateful. Appreciate yourself. Appreciate the little progress you're making. Gratitude is a powerful way to love yourself. Self-appreciation. Appreciate yourself. Sometimes all you need to tell yourself is, ah, you are trying. And yes, you're trying. And that's good enough. That's good enough. I want to encourage you to embrace yourself today. Love yourself today. Embrace yourself today. And you're going to see the difference that will make in your life. That will change your life. Practice self-care. Take time out to spend time with yourself alone. Treat yourself better. Dress well. Clean up. And when you begin to love yourself, you begin to send that energy into the universe. And that energy will begin to draw people that will love you too, that will treat you better. When you place value on yourself, people begin to place value on you. I want to encourage you and challenge you today to love yourself, accept yourself regardless. You are worthy. You are enough. If you need help in this area, maybe you're struggling with this, you can reach out to me. I can have, can have sessions with you. And I can help you walk through this journey of healing and self-acceptance. I, our time is far spent. I'll have to end here. Next episode, I'm going to continue with the other two feelings on how you can um, manage the feelings of suicide. Right. I want to believe you've gotten great value from this episode. Let me know in the session 
in the comment section, right? Share your thoughts with me. You can ask your question, right? Whatever platform you are listening to this, you can subscribe, share with your friends, share, share on WhatsApp, on Telegram, on other social media platforms. And let's spread this message, right? Subscribe, um, rate this podcast so that other people can see, so that we can help more people. Right, until I see you next episode, have a fantastic life. God bless you.